folks. The history of civilization is largely the story of seafaring men who quested for ever farther shores. Mission Control, this is Mars 295. We are terminating emergency space warp. Are we cleared straight in? 295, this is Mission Control. Affirmative, your last transmission. friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 157 for the week of February 14th, 2010. Happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for tuning in once again. This week's Walt Disney World news is exciting and special, as something old is new again, And many surprises are in store for the parks beginning later this year. What's different about this week's coverage is not only that it was recorded live from Walt Disney World, but it includes a roundtable panel with a number of Disney mom bloggers who are in town to cover the event. It's an interesting look and discussion of what's to come. And in keeping with the theme of Disney social media, I have an interview with Thomas Smith, social media director for Disney Parks and founder of the official Disney Parks blog. We'll discuss in depth not only the blog itself, but Disney's entrance and presence in the social media world and how and why they're able to interact with guests in a whole new way. I'll announce the answers and winners of last week's Walt Disney World Trivia Contest before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back Relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. This is a very special week in Walt Disney World news, not just because of the news to report, but because we're coming to you somewhat live from Walt Disney World, as it was a recent media event this past week, as well as a conference of Disney's social media moms. But the real reason why this segment is special is because I am surrounded by really some of the very best of the mommy bloggers. And rather than me try and introduce the moms of the round table here as we sit in the back of the France Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase. Please introduce yourselves and by all means, plug the blogs. <laughs> I am Jackie Gailey and my Twitter handle is JJZM Gailey and my blog is Mickey's Magical Trip Tips.blogspot.com. Say that three times fast. <laughs> my name is Debbie Hudson. My Twitter handle is D Canoli and my blog is Debbie's a Day Late and a Dollar Short. <laughs> Dot. 
I don't know. It's a blog. It's a blog spot. It's different. Dot com. Okay. Well, I'll link all these in the show notes. Okay. Much easier. I am the only one here who's not a mommy, but my name is Aurora McBride Moore, and my Twitter handle is Aurora Borealis, and my blog is auroraborealis.blogspot.com. The funniest thing is that nobody can see you guys thinking about your blog names <laughs> as you're starting to say them. <laughs> I'm Maria Elkin, and my Twitter handle is HeavenSent30, and my blog is ObsessedWithTheEars.blogspot.com. Like it? And I'm Lynn Ronimus. Uh, my Twitter handle is Lynn from Texas, and my blog is WonderingWhat'sNext.com. I'm Jennifer Myring. My Twitter handle is DisneyDreamer, and my blog is AlwaysRunningBehind.com. But wait, there's more. <laughs> this is Amanda Tinney, and my Twitter handle is at Amanda Tinney, and I am DisneyEveryDay.com. I'm JL Knopp. My Twitter handle is NDM underscore one. My blog is TheDisneyDrivenLife.com. And NDM stands for? Neurotic Disney Mom. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tracy Kurth. The Twitter handle is at Tracy Lee, and the blog is tracyfishbowl.blogspot.com. <laughs> they can't see me laughing at all the names. But you guys, just real quick. So you guys are down here for the Disney Social Media Moms Conference, correct? Right. This is a week-long series of events where Disney get together, and there are there conferences, are there workshops? What, what's the whole point of the, of the week's events? I think it's mainly a press event, if I'm... Well, I think there's a couple days of some press events, things that Disney wants promoted, and then tomorrow, which is Friday, there's um, workshops and informational sessions for us from different speakers. Chris Brogan is here, and we got to eat breakfast with Guy Kawasaki. And that was awesome. Guy Guy is my Twitter hero now. He's he's. Was fabulous. Guy's awesome. I met him out at uh, at the New Media Expo in Las Vegas this past year. Although, let's be honest, ladies, for the past like two hours you've been talking about none other than Joe Jonas who's also here so and, and my daughter just called and said he's outside of Spain oh my god <laughs> the table <laughs> and the table has cleared out the table has cleared out but there is a lot of exciting things going on and I wanted to have some of you talk about and react to some of the news that was announced uh, at one of the big media events which was last night uh Al Weiss and Meg Crofton went up, and I think we all sort of felt that there was something more going on other than sort of a, a retelling about Fantasyland and the Disney Dream and obviously the, the recent rebranding and soon to becoming grand opening of the all-new ESPN Wide World of Sports, which we'll talk about uh, at that event in a couple of weeks. We all kind of had a feeling, I think, that something else was coming, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, none of us saw the announcement coming that starting this summer, as part of something called Summer Nightastic, many of us, Disney nostalgists, were jumping out of our seats, as many of you are, when the Main Street Electrical Parade was announced that it will be coming back this summer, beginning in June. I'm, oh my gosh, I was so excited. That, I re- that is what I remember from being a child and coming down here every summer is the Main Street Electrical Parade. That, that's my memory, and I'm like, I have to make it back this summer and see it. I don't know. Mine was the butterflies with yeah. the backpacks, and yep. they used to, they, you know, they would, they would dance, and then they would spin, and the lights were just, I remember as a kid just looking at them and just being in awe. So to have those, just those little snippets come yeah. back is just, that's fantastic. That's what I grew up with. It was the music I grew up with. It's on my iPod. Don't lie. I know it's on many of yours as well. And obviously, you know, with with Disney, what's old is new again. It's not coming back just in its original form when it left back in 2001 or so. 
It's being plussed. It's being improved. Tinkerbell is now going to be leaving, leading the parade. There's going to be all new floats as well as Pinocchio, Snow White. Now, a lot of you, I think, have kids. How do you think comparing versus Spectrum Magic Main Street Electrical Parade? Do we have a favorite? Do we have some people prefer Spectro? Oh, my kids love the Electric Light Parade because we're from the West Coast, so they know the Electric Light Parade. They're going to flip out when they hear it that it's coming here. I think for a lot of people, and, and my understanding, we couldn't really get a definitive answer as to when it was going to start, if it was going to just run for the summer or not. I have to think that because they're adding floats, they won't spend all that time and money just to have it run for a couple of months. I'd love to see it run ad infinitum, keep it going indefinitely. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's going to encourage some people to come back just for that. Because oh, for yeah. a lot of people, yeah. that's like saying Horizons is reopening. Exactly. I wonder if they're going like, to maybe move Spectro Magic to Hollywood Studios or something like they did at California where they, they didn't, they, it's not the Main Street Electrical Parade anymore. It's just Disney's Electrical Parade and, and it's at California Adventure. So I sort of wonder if they'll do something like that here, where they'll still keep Spectro Magic around and then have the Main Street Electrical Parade in the Magic Kingdom. I personally would love to see something like that, because I do love Spectro Magic. I cry every single time. I'm sorry, I just do. The music is awesome. I love it. I'm a fan. I don't want to see it go away entirely, but I am very excited to see the Main Street uh, Electrical Parade come back, and I'll be really upset if it comes back without Elliot and Pete. Yes. Yes. Elliot's the big I think we're gonna. Yeah. I have a feeling that's a float that they won't. Uh, they won't get. But I would say that I think that if it is gonna stay here longer than just a couple of months, I would bet um, maybe Spectrum Magic gets picked up, brought overseas to one of the overseas parks, yeah. kind of transit because they sort of sort of all move around little by little. But that wasn't the only part of this summer nightastic celebration that Meg Crofton introduced over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is going to welcome drop-ins with new lighting effects and a new drop sequence created especially for Summer Nightastic. Again, plusing the attraction. We've already, we have the random drop sequence now. Another reason to come back. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do sort of with the lighting effects. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror fans, yay or nay? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I do not know how they do the effects in that ride, but, you know, you do have this feeling at that one point where you feel like you're suspended in air, and the ghosts and everything in there just are so real. But, yeah, I'm a big fan. Tracy, Tracy's a nay. Uh, I panic in an elevator anyway so dropping in an elevator is just nightmarish to me <laughs> that's one ride i will never go on ever it was good before they had the random drops i think when you knew you could anticipate when the drops were going to be but i don't like oh, the no, mix no. up now the random drops are the best because you never know <laughs> i was on it in december and it went forever it was great it's a mommy blogger cat fight i love it it's awesome. <laughs> Kids, the kids love the random drops because, like, I know, like, when my two get on it, they're like, "How many drops did you get? How many drops did you get? We got five. We got seven. You know, you never know what you're going to get. So now that they're going to do something different, it's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to mess it up, or is it going to be even better? You know, what is it? What are they going to do? Interesting. Mess it up, or is it going to be even better? Because something else is going to happen. And Tracy, you can actually you can stomach this one. Okay. Is back over in the Magic Kingdom, wishes, my favorite. Love my illuminations, but I love wishes. Is going away, and it's going to be replaced by a special summer fireworks spectacular of which there is no name. 
Walt Disney says, vivid colors, brilliant visual effects as whimsical music fills the air. Excited? Scared? What do you think? Uh, Wishes fans? There was a rumor that said something about it being mirrored to the um, Pirate and Princess, um, the same effect with the the villains and the good guys um, back and forth. So it'll be interesting to see how they can kind of combine everything, give us a new show, but also keep some of the good elements. So I think that'll be something to look forward to in the summer with the bright colors of the sunset setting anyway, with the fireworks even lighting it up even more. And I think what makes Wishes Wishes is that classic Disney animated film music that just yeah. for me Absolutely. puts it just a little bit over chills yeah. cry you know I cry every time every time I from start to finish I cry through all of wishes yeah. I'm nervous for that very reason I just that is the best fireworks show yeah. I have ever seen in my entire life and like you I cry every single time you can't you can't watch that thing and not cry and I I'm nervous. I don't know how you can top that. I really so you cry during Spectro, and then you, and you then compose yourself, crying. and then you cry again at Wishes. I, I, I can't help it. Sorry. Do you cry when the park closes at the end of the night? Yes. <laughs> no, I get mad at the cast members for kicking she, me out. She cries when she's forcefully ejected out of the park with her family. <laughs> no, that would be you taking the Mickey in your hand. <laughs> so, also, too, what they're doing as part of this summer spectacular, obviously, to, to bring more guests to the parks and let them enjoy the parks even more, the Sounds Like Summer concert series is also returning to Epcot. And this is something that they didn't really touch on, but I, as a person who believes the greatest ride in attraction in Walt Disney World, riding Expedition Everest at night in the back row, there's going to be extended evening hours over at De- Disney's Animal Kingdom several times a week. So you have multiple reasons to come back to the park. And jail for you, multiple reasons to cry. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you can count on me for that. <laughs> What's the most exciting part of the Summer Nightastic for all of you? Main Street Parade. Main Street Parade. I think because, like, you know, we've said it, we all have our own memories of it, and now yep. we can introduce our children to it. Yep. My son, he wasn't 2001, he didn't know what it was, so now, yeah. you know, he knows he's going to see it's that. The old meets the new meets the old again. You know, it's, yeah. it's the combination of everything, what we all grew up with, and, you know, what. Mm-hmm what we want to introduce new people to. My nephew's visiting for the very first time this July, and he's five. And I haven't been to Disney with a little kid and since I was a little kid, and I am... All these changes coming is just so exciting to me to, to see it through the eyes of a five-year-old. I'm just... I'm going to be crying as soon as I walk through the gates at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What I see is you're all using this as a way to justify another trip over this. <laughs> I want to make my kids cry. I want to make JL cry. So... Smart man. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but another one of the big reasons why we're here, and today we were really treated to something special and a lot of surprises as the Give a Day, Get a Disney Day program really was ramped up. And we start off with a media event this morning. Ladies, you saw Ty Pennington. He made me come, cry. And that's <laughs> not even JL. We love each other. I was crying. I, I admit it. <laughs> well, he stood in front of, like I said, a, a curtain of balloons, and when they were lifted, uh, a, a world record was set as Disney had more than 100,000 cans that were put to 115,000 cans that were put together to create the largest can structure ever in the world. And those 115,000 cans represent more than 70,000 meals that are being distributed, really, as we speak, as we saw the, the, the parade of trucks go by to. 70,000 meals to local Florida uh, charities and organizations. And this really sort of kicked off the 
Give a Day, Get a Disney Day program here. Again, let's not even get into Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas being here. <laughs> but what I saw... Robert Irvine? Robert Irvine. <laughs> Carter 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 I got my picture taken with Carter. Yeah, Carter, yeah. I'm so outnumbered, but that's okay. I'm the luckiest man in Walt Disney World right now because look at who I'm sitting with. But what I saw today, um, in addition to the event, uh, Disney had set up a number of areas where people could actually go and volunteer and use their and volunteer to give their day, get a Disney day in return. They did everything from planting trees. Uh, a bunch of us put together toiletry baskets for the victims in Haiti. A lot of different things right there in the pavilion. And I think, and, and ladies, tell me what you think about either the program as a whole or what you saw today. I think people were doing, I mean, look, these families took time out of their vacation that they paid to come on to go, not because they want, I don't think it was because they wanted their free ticket, not because they thought it was their chance to see Demi Lovato or Joe Jonas, but because I think it was a, a good experience and a good memory-making experience for them. I think it's a way for families to teach their children. And I talked to a lot of the people who were on the line, and it was multi-generational, a lot of different demographics. There were senior couples. There were younger couples. There were obviously families. There were people who were doing it solo. And I really got a sense that people felt as though they were making a difference. Did any of you participate in it or sort of watch it, or what were your feelings about the sort of give-a-day promotion? I love the whole idea of the give-a-day um, promotion. And Jackie and I were talking earlier, and you've got so many people who may come into this, this whole process um, to get the free ticket, and they'll try it one time, and maybe that spark is kind of lit for them, and they'll show up again and again. So Disney's really kind of invested in, in you know our, our, our nation. So they come in for eight hours, and then maybe eight hours another month, and, and then you know it just kind of snowballs. Yes. And how many um, people did they say had volunteered in six weeks? 600,000. Their goal was a million. Right. So, you know, the odds in Vegas just changed because I think they're going to hit their million very, very easily. Yeah. 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 I thought that was impressive. I, I've been volunteering with Disney. <laughs> wow, you're like a ninja. <laughs> I, I've been volunteering um, via Disney Sports Enthusiast for almost four years now. This year will be actually be my fifth. Um, and I come a couple times a year or couple times every other month to uh, volunteer and at the beginning I will admit it was for the free ticket but then after that it just I I have so much fun volunteering with the Special Olympics I did the um, Disney Marathon a couple weeks ago I worked three days and they were long hours and people it snowed in Florida and I wasn't happy but I had so much fun I got to meet people people that I talked to on Twitter and I think this is just an offshoot of that showing people that you can have fun and give back too and I think that's really special for families to do it together you know, to show kids that you can have fun, you can make blankets, you can um, make postcards for sold, you can do all sorts of things, but it's fun. It doesn't have to be work all the time. And I think that's what Disney is really instilling in these people is that it's fun, not it wasn't you know, a great idea not, that um, Disney made sure that the it, opportunities included kids. Yes. Yeah. 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 It just been adults. Or that yeah. you can bring kids to, and there's opportunities that you don't have that you can do above. It's you know anybody. Such and, and that's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just. Adult things, it's kid things too. And that's, and that's why I think that this uh, promotion that they did with the, 
the give a day, get a Disney day is so genius because, you know, after the year with the, you know, what will you celebrate, we all were asking, okay, what are they going to do this year? I mean, we had year of a million dreams and, you know, what Seven will you celebrate? Yeah. We had multiple years of a million dreams, so we were like, what's going to be coming next? And I think this one at least caught me totally off guard, and I thought it was brilliant because at a time in our country when everything, everyone's kind of at a low emotionally with what's going on, especially with the economy, to, to promote something like this and see everybody come out and, and under this, you know, Disney promoting this and come under the umbrella to, to give rather than to get, right. I just thought it was brilliant. And it's obviously going over very, very well. And I like that you don't have to. You can donate your ticket. If right. you have an annual pass or you already have tickets, yeah. you don't have to keep that ticket. You can give it to somebody else or you can you can use it in a different way. And I think that is, again, something that Disney has capitalized on. You don't have, you can give. You don't always have to just get, you can also give. But I'm going to keep mine. I'm going to keep mine. <laughs> but it's also nice as a parent when you're trying to teach your kids right. who are very, you know, and, and younger, very into me. What do I get mm-hmm. out of it? Okay, we're going to go help somebody. Well, why do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, well, there's the, you know, you get to help and you're blessed and blah, blah. You also get a Disney ticket. You, it makes it easy for kids to understand, right or wrong, but that's what kids, that's what they understand. And I saw those people. lessons being taught online. I, I stood there and I watched for a while the line uh, of the toiletries as well as the people who are for planting the trees right outside of World Showplace. And I saw a dad put his hand on his, on his son's shoulder and explain to him what they were doing and how it was going to help and like you said before teaching him not only a life lesson but maybe encouraging him to come back and do it and Disney partnered with the Hands On Network which is a, a, the volunteer arm of a, the Points of Light Institute and what they've done like you said was not only make sure that they can involve the families but there's such a wide variety of activities that they can choose from and it also and the thing I like about this, it teaches them not only that what they're going to do is benefit their community, whether it's going to donate blankets or going to do something. And look, you don't don't let the Muppet commercial where you're framing a house fool you. You don't say, hey, look, I can't frame a house. There's so many opportunities. You can volunteer at nursing homes, at animal shelters. Find something that interests your family, that interests you or interests your kids and go do it. It benefits your community. And like the things you see in Haiti, it benefits people around the world. So like I said, Jay, I applaud Disney and the Hands On Network for doing something that really does make a difference. Exactly. exactly. I think it's something that shouldn't just be this year. I mean, I think mm-hmm. even if there's not tickets involved next year, it, you should still, you know, Disney should still continue doing the, you know, give a day for Disney or, you know, something like that, even if there's not a free ticket involved. A, a plaque or a ribbon yeah. or a, you know, like the, the medals for the marathons per se. If you run, yeah. if you, yeah, a pin, a, a collectible a button, or you know, it's numbered or, you know, something to, you know, I don't want to say incentive because that sounds bad, but, you know, something to keep, keep the momentum going. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to be acknowledged exactly. for what you do. And right. even if it's a pin. Yeah. Right. And my personal thought is they should keep Kermit as the promo guy for Absolutely. this because I love Kermit. He's awesome. And, you know, we've talked all about these different things, and sort of very quietly, I've noticed, and I'm very happy about, uh, as a child of the whatever decade I grew up in, (laughs) the Muppets are very quietly making their way not only back into the marketing materials, but today they were in the parks. They led, Kermit and Miss Piggy not only led, well, Kermit led, and Sweetums. Not only led the announcement this morning, but led the parade. Okay, and just for the record, I was more excited to see Kermit than I was to see Joe Jonas. Sorry, Tracy. That's okay. 
Who makes you cry more? Definitely Kermit. <laughs> Joe Jonas just walked by the pastry. <laughs> Being green. <laughs> you know what? But if Kermit had walked in the door, I mean, yes, I looked when you said Joe, but if Kermit had walked in the door, I, I would have screamed. So, well, yeah. Or cry. <laughs> There's so many different things this year that are available where I live that's so cool because we're scheduled. I have an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old, and so my husband and I and our kids are going to make a big pot of chili and a, a couple of cornbreads for 25 people that are building a house for the Habitat for Humanity. And so we're going to go there and we're going to serve them lunch. And it's only going to be a couple hours of our time, but they're doing it that way so that we can, because we're making the food as well. And so it's really fun because our kids are going to serve these people that are volunteering their time. So they do. And then our kids are going to learn that sometimes you give up a few hours on a Saturday and look, these people are building a house for someone. And it's so cool. It's such a cool lesson. For whatever it's worth, Jackie, and as long as you're, you guys are cooking, I love chili and cornbread. Yeah. I do. So I'm just, I'm just saying. And the other thing that they're doing too, and I've seen this. Um, I do happen to <clears throat> check out the Disney Channel every so often. Obviously, the toughest age group to get involved are not the young kids because mom and dad will, will teach them and drag them, as the case may be, or the older people we know that we want to volunteer. But getting those teens and tweens to get involved, and I've seen on the Disney Channel commercials for the Friends for Change Project Green, and that's where Joe Jonas and Demi Lovato and some of these other Disney Channel uh, stars get involved and sort of get them motivated to, you know, go green and participate and show them what's possible and, and teach them sort of that global save the planet kind of thing. So I applaud them for making sure they covered the wide range. Well, what, what I mean, what 13-year-old little girl isn't going to see... Joe Jonas on the television planting a tree and say to all of her friends, oh my god, I've totally got to go do that because if Joe Jonas says it, then I've totally got to do it. It's just, I mean, it's you got to think about it from... That was the best 13-year-old. That was awesome. That was all your 13-year-olds. Sorry, 13-year-olds. But, I mean, they, they're pulling people who are relevant. They're not pulling people who are obscure, who, you know, right. tweens aren't going to understand. They're pulling people who they see every day and listen to every day and want to be like to do these things and that's that's again Disney needs to be applauded for that brilliant I know really. yeah, it is brilliant and look Disney makes it very very simple you go to uh, DisneyParks.com there's an area there we can sign up you put in your zip code and it'll give you opportunities that are available in your area or you can search by whatever your interest may be and find what works for you and again I think for a lot of people the motivation is you know what I do have a chance and they're making it easy for me to volunteer, to help, to make a difference, to maybe teach my kids a lesson. So I do applaud that, although, yes, a free day in Disney <laughs> is not the worst thing in the world um, to come down and do it. So uh, a very exciting couple of days. I'm, I think we're all very much looking forward to the Main Street Electrical Parade over the summer. Um, I think we should all try and meet up on Main Street. Popcorn's on me. We'll, uh, we will re-review the parade. So all go volunteer so you get your free day. Somebody tweet that so he doesn't forget about it conveniently. No. This is what I get for being surrounded by Twitterers and Facebookers. They're already tweeting and Twittering and all that. So, and rather than me try and I certainly not remember, I promise I will link up all of your blogs in the show notes this week. I want to thank all of you, really my favorite 
Disney social media moms and new friends for, for taking time out of your trip and joining me on the show this week. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Trouble come Main Street, my friend. <laughs> Thank Trouble you. Thank you. And I'm local. Chili and cornbread. Chili and cornbread. You got it. I'll, I'll track you down. I'm local. I will find As you know, Walt Disney World is always in a constant state of change, and that holds true not just for the parks, but for the resorts. The company as a whole keeps to Walt's philosophy to keep moving forward, and they have done that in many different ways. And late last year, the company did it again as they reached out to their guests in a very new and a very different kind of way. So today, I'm here with Tom Smith from Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lou. It's great to be here. So we were talking a little bit about some of the changes and the way that you've started to interact with your guests, not just at the gates, not at the turnstiles or at the the counters, but online. And tell us a little bit about what Disney started to do last year and their venture out into the the brave new world of, of online social media. Yeah, it's really exciting. And, you know, we, on September 29th, we just appeared. And uh, there was no big hoopla, like I said earlier. It's, um, it was something that, it was a place that we wanted to go to. Um, the space was filled with great content, like, you know, and, and players like yourself. And we wanted to join the conversation. And um, we launched the blog as our main platform. Uh, something where we can share and inform, entertain, and um, and just uh, sort of share that the information from that deep well of content that we have here at the parks, you know. And um, as from day one, we've continued to grow, not only with just people finding out about us through word of mouth, but we've also sort of grown our, our, I guess, our reach. Um, we have a stable of about twenty authors now, and they each represent. Uh, their different niche, like weddings or cruise lines or those sorts of things. And, um, you know, when they do a post, it's fantastic to see the response that we get from all sorts of areas online. It's, it's been a nice run so far. And it's interesting you said that you just appeared, because I remember back in September when the blog appeared, I said, I must have missed something. Where's the fanfare? Where's the fireworks? But very quickly, people obviously coming directly from Disney, people were very interested and very intrigued as to what you, you representing the company, we're going to be saying, and it was great to see you sort of at the forefront of that and then, like you said, growing over time. Yeah, that's a great thing. You know, being in this position, I get to meet really um, interesting people. And no matter how big they are in status or where they're working, they've all had a fantastic memory. As a child or at some point, they've come to our parks. And um, that's sort of what we focused on here. We, we have such an ambassador. It's totally different than my background in news. There, there are what I call ambassadors out there that, that just love, love Disney. They love to hear about what's going on. They haven't visited a Disney site in a while. And uh, that's sort of how we wanted to appear. We, we're not the first corporation to launch a blog. And um, we, uh, we thought that 
there would be some interest here. And, you know, we have great leadership that allows us to experiment and, and just sort of dabble in different areas. And that's sort of what we've done. It's been, it's been a great experience and, and, and a great experiment, I should say. But um, we're still learning. And we're learning from the guests that visit the blog and uh, the people that leave the great comments and send us emails and, and, and tweets. And uh, it's just been a great learning experience. Well, you hit on something that I think is a big part of this and something I, I found very interesting from day one, which was it was not a one-way conversation. And I was somewhat surprised, and, I, and pleasantly so, that that was the case because you are allowing guests to respond and to comment directly. Certainly moderated, understood, but it's not... It, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, from what I've read in the comments, because I read the blog and then I'll come back a day later and read the comments, they're not filtered to the point, well, only the pixie dust comments stay, the critical ones get removed. Yeah, it was really important to us to have that credibility of allowing things that weren't so rosy. This isn't just the fan club for Disney. Um, you know, we can learn from our audience, like I said, and um, that's, that was one of our, our big sticking points that we, have, we do have our criteria what we allow on the blog um, but we certainly allow critical information because that's where we learn and how did you see now as somebody who has been um, talking about Disney and, and certainly an enthusiast first and foremost many of us said and I know the community said well wait Disney's launching their own blog how did you see and maybe how do you see now your blog fitting in with what the quote unquote fans are doing on their own yeah you know I, I follow you guys um you, John Frost, Deb, the whole gang. Um, I like to compliment. That's, I think that our content complements, and we've made it very easy to share everything that we do. There's some content that um, you know we think is, is of interest, um, and if you think about the Disney, uh, the, the things that set the blog apart for us, it's it's the Disney different things, things that we have access to, like the tilt shift. Um, it'd be very difficult for someone out there to do something like that. Um, or, you know, just uh, we see the content that flows through here and uh, just things that we would like to share with the audience. Um, yeah, that's about it, yeah. And the thing that I liked about it, and again, it's, I'm happy you said that because what I saw starting to happen last year as far back as March when D23 launched and everybody started to say, well, here comes Disney looking to take over and sort of push everybody out. And from the very beginning, that was not... The philosophy was we want to be a part of the community, we want to engage the community, we want to join what's already going on. When the blog came out, I was happy to see that happen as well. And the information that you're presenting is unique because you're right, we don't have access to what you do and certainly the timeliness of, of what you do and the backstage areas that you do. And I think it is very complimentary. And two, it doesn't come across, and I mean this in the best possible way, it's not a marketing blog. It's not coming from the marketing department. It's coming from people that are excited about Space Mountain opening, that want to go out and trade vinyl nations, whatever it might be. Yeah, we never wanted it to be in an advertising platform or something like, hey, here's where you go. We know there's a crowd for that, um, and that's what we're always learning in the comments and Twitter and even Facebook now. We, we're hearing what the desire is, and we follow analytics and those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, like I said earlier, to entertain and inform and to the great storytelling. Um, you know, and having a nimble platform where we wanted to get some information that everyone could share. We just, that didn't exist before this. 
And, um, you know, we leverage it to try new things that, you know, would have no other platform and no way, nowhere to, we'd have to point people to certain things. It's allowed us to do things that we've dreamed of doing. And, um, and it's, it's kind of sparked a, a whole new area of thinking for people here in leadership. I mean, like I say, when I first got there, I would call different departments. It was, who are you? And now the departments are calling us. And it's, it's really exciting because they want to get that information out. And oftentimes they don't know to call Lou or Lou's busy or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it was never meant to strong arm. That, that was the main thing. And, uh, you know, the... It's fantastic to hear from the fan sites. Uh, I, I think a bunch of you have sent some great email in those first few weeks, and I was, um, I was really pleased with that because we didn't want that to happen. We, we wanted to be a good partner. We wanted to share information, um, you know, and just have a good time because, uh, like I said, I have the best job in the parks. I, there's a deep well. Leadership lets me experiment and pull some of that out, and I get to talk with some of the most you know, passionate people about Disney, uh, about a topic that I love. Yeah. And I've watched the blog evolve in a very short amount of time. And obviously, everything that we all do, it's a, it's a learning experience as we, uh, as we go along. And again, it's that continuing, to, and, and you continue to engage your fans, whether it's in person, whether it's events like D23, whether it's the mom's panel, right. however they feel most comfortable doing that. And, and to that end, you're also leveraging other platforms as well, like the Twitters, like the Facebooks, that... It's not the Twitter or Facebook. It, they're tools that you're using, and if, if people feel more comfortable following your tweets or posting on the wall, uh, how did that sort of start to happen as well? And was it simultaneous with the blog? No, um, Twitter launched first at Disney Parks, and we didn't have a platform where we can communicate with people. And um, we launched that right before the blog, and we just recently lost our, uh, launched our Walt Disney World Facebook page. Um, the way we see it is... That, you know, who knows if Twitter will be around in five years, and who knows what the platform will, will there be a Facebook. But we know that there will always be a, a demand for great content. And without the content that we're providing, those are just empty platforms. And, you know, it's, um, we thought that this, there was definitely a desire to have more information in there and for us to hear from people that were actually participating in those platforms. So it wasn't specific. Those, those are sort of things. We... We've tried several areas, you know, and this is where we get our message across and can best, I guess, communicate with guests. And is it, is it really a two-way, beyond the posts on the site, mm-hmm. um, obviously not taking, you know, people throwing out right ideas, but if you do get feedback and you're starting to see a certain type of feedback in comments or on Facebook, is that something that you would take back as, as opposed to, like, the formal surveys that take back place in the parks as well? Yeah, we, we have a criteria of what we do when we get feedback, um, and we certainly share that information with other groups or guest services and those sorts of things. Um, we have a lot of eyeballs on, we have a small team, but a lot of eyeballs on uh, the stuff that's sent to us, and um, we try to respond, and uh, we do monitor constantly. Um, so if you're sending something or speaking, we'll, we'll see it, especially about Disney Parks, on all of our platforms. Um, so, yeah, that was one of our goals, to be able to get that feedback. I mean, it's where we learn. Um, and we really wanted these platforms to be teaching devices, not just listening devices, but things that would show us, you know, we, Tilt Shift's a great example. We were just talking about that. I mean, everybody wants a Tilt Shift, and it's fantastic and just brings back great memories and those sorts of things. So that's just that's a big example, but we're following the traffic. You know, we'll, we'll provide more Tilt Shift and, 
you know, if they want more food. I was, I was saying we're adding Pam Brandon because every time I do a recipe, I mean, it gets shared all around. Tom, I, I will speak for the entire nation when I say we always want more food from December. <laughs> right, right. And it's, there's such great food here. And, um, you know, it's, it's such a uh, – we have so many great chefs, too. And we really want to get those out in the forefront as well. So we think that will be popular. There's so many niches, though. Like I said, I would love to add some more horticulture. I love – there's an appetite for international. Um, there's – uh, you know, that's what we're learning. You know, when I throw a post out there, we're not really sure how well it'll do. We threw that spot about uh, it's a small world with the ship. It's very hard. Uh, it was very, it tugged at your heart. Um, and people just loved it. And, you know, and when we did a cast member profile on Art Lark, Art the Greeter, mm-hmm. he's on Facebook. I think you've talked to him, but he's uh, just a wonderful guy. And people really, they've all met him. We've all come across him in, in, during our vacations. And, it was just really warm to get all those responses. Thanks for covering a cast member that's made a difference. You know, those are exciting things about the job. And that's the exciting thing about the blog is, like I said, it's not about, hey, here comes a new piece of merchandise. It's about the things that make the magic, whether it's a, cer- a certain person or for many of them. Look, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast first. I'm a fan first. So I love going to the blog and seeing, I mean, the tilt shift videos and some of the other things that maybe I didn't know about and introducing us to new things. Um, all the platforms that you're using, I think you're, you're doing very well, and I look forward to seeing. I'm sure there's more coming in the future. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That uh, that we don't know about, but if the last few months are any indication, I look forward to what Disney has coming online in the future as well. It means a lot, Lou. Thanks. You know, it's it's great to hear that feedback, and like I said, you know, hearing from guys that are really doing some great content like you and, and the other people here, it's 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 fabulous to hear. We love the feedback um, from all guests too. Tom Smith, thank you very much. Thank you. you. It's time to announce the winner of our last Walt Disney World Trivia Contest. You remember, on the last show, we did a Wayback Machine to 1986, and I asked you five trivia questions all about things that took place in that year. And if you paid close attention to the show, or did a little bit of research, maybe on the WDW radio site, or even in maybe one of your audio guides to Walt Disney World, you should have been able to find out some of these answers. Hopefully, you had some fun, learned something along the way, And again, you guys knocked this one out of the park because everybody seemed to get all five of these correct. I don't know if you guys are just really good or I need to make them a little bit harder. Anyway, let's go over the five questions and the correct answers. First, I mentioned the Polynesian Resort. The original name of one of the longhouses was Pago Pago. And I said that in 1999, that name did change and it is now called Rapa Nui. Second, Crockett's Tavern over at Fort Wilderness was originally known by another name, and that name was the Campfire Snack Bar. Question three, I said prior to Wishes, there was another nighttime fireworks show in the Magic Kingdom, and all of you knew or remembered that it was Fantasy in the Sky. 
question four, I said that prior to American Journeys opening, there was another Circle Vision 360 film in that theater. All of you knew that it was originally America the Beautiful. Some of you also mentioned Magic Carpet Round the World and American Journeys. Threw in a little plug for Timekeeper as well. I would have taken any of those, although I was looking for America the Beautiful as the original, which which ran from November 71 through March 74, and then again March 75 through September 84. In between there, it was interrupted by Magic Carpet Round the World. Finally... Gurgis, Munchies, and Crunchies. There was a theme of food going on here. I said that replaced a certain quick service food location. Here you could have checked your audio guide to Fantasyland or maybe your own old pizza boxes because that replaced the Lancers Inn. And again, all of you seem to get these all correct. I did take all of the correct entries, put them into the virtual hat, and randomly selected a winner. And this week, the winner who gets all three audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD. And I believe he chose the WDW Radio embroidered hat and not the mystery prize is Gary Burt. So Gary, please do me a favor. Email me your address. I'll get prizes out to you right away. Thank you all for playing. Look for another trivia contest coming soon. It could be a similar question answer. It could be name that Disney World tune. What's my line? Where in the world have you heard this? Or maybe something completely different. Again, hope you guys are having fun with these. Hope you're learning a little something along the way. Thanks again for playing. And just a quick reminder, if you remember, on the last show, I talked to you about a new way to interact with the show and also a new way that you can possibly win a prize as well. And here's where you get a chance to play Listener, Fact, or Fiction. I've always said how I wanted this show to be interactive. I love doing the contest. I wanted to combine the two because in the past, I've played Fact or Fiction, where I would bring on a guest, ask them 10 true or false Fact or Fiction questions about Walt Disney World, ask them to identify simply if it was fact or I was completely making it up and it's pure fiction. Well, now I give you a chance to play as well, but this time you get to play for prizes. And here's where it gets a little bit different, because instead of you sending in an email, me asking you questions this way, I want you to send in something else. Your phone number. Because I want you to send your phone number in and your name, and what I'm going to do is randomly select one listener and randomly, at a random time, randomly call you randomly and give you a chance to play listener fact or fiction if i call and you're not there or i get your voicemail or answering machine i'll throw your name back into the pool and move on to somebody else if you are get ready bring your a game because i will ask you 10 walt disney world fact or fiction questions and give you a chance to win and play all you need to do is email me at lou at wdwradio.com in the subject line put in listener fact or fiction help me sort of filter out these emails from all the other ones again never know when i'm going to do it never know if you might get the call so send me your name send me your phone number and get ready to play listener fact or fiction
That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks also to Thomas Smith, Disney Parks Social Media Director. I'll put links in this week's show notes at wdwradio.com to the official Disney Parks blog, their Facebook pages, Twitter accounts, and more. Also, thanks go out to all of the mom bloggers. I'll put links to their blogs in this week's show notes as well. A couple of things before going forward. I need to first apologize for no show last week. I tried my best to get one out, but with my father passing away on Saturday, tried as I could, I was unable to get it done in time. It's the first time I've missed a week in over five years, and I'm so, so very sorry about that. I really appreciate your patience last week. But that leads me to having to take just a minute of the show and tell you all how overwhelmed I have been with the outpouring of love and support from all of you during this time. Since I first mentioned a couple of months ago that I was taking care of my dad due to an unforeseen illness, so many of you wrote and sent messages and posted and even called to offer your support. And when he lost his battle with cancer last weekend, nothing prepared me for what I saw in the forums and on Facebook, in my inbox, on Twitter, and yes, even my physical mailbox. And I don't know what to say. And thank you certainly is not enough because the messages and the condolences and the love that you sent mean more to me than any of you will ever know. And my family and I are forever grateful. And you are all truly more than just friends. And whether we have met yet or not, you are all part of my extended family and you demonstrated that this past week and these past couple of months and I will never ever forget all the love and the compassion that you've extended me in so many ways and I promise that if you've emailed me or you've sent me a private message on Facebook or on Twitter or in the forums I promise you I I will respond as soon as possible I I am still playing major catch-up but I want to just say thank you thank you thank you to all of you And um, speaking of catching up and moving forward, as I know my dad wanted me to do, I will have a meet of the month this month, and it's going to be the weekend of February 26th, which just happens to be ESPN the weekend. There's a lot of special events going on that weekend. It's probably going to be Sunday, but I am working on the exact times and location. Again, stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook and the forums for more information. If you're not familiar with the meet of the month, every month I do have a casual gathering of listeners and readers in Walt Disney World somewhere, sometimes in the parks, sometimes out of the parks. No, uh, it's free, it's easy, it's anybody can come by, bring your family, bring your kids, come by and stay for the whole time, come by late and just say hello. Just like I said, an opportunity for me to get to meet you face to face and again we've been doing this for just over a year february's meet of the month will be the weekend of february 26th stay tuned for updates on further meets of the month again best way is to follow twitter facebook and the forums and speaking of those as long as we're talking social media this week links to all those are going to be found on the homepage of wdwradio.com there you can join the fun friendly forums for free 
and you can engage in discussions about all things Disney, get vacation planning advice, share stories and photos, and so much more. You can also follow my instant updates and play games with me on Twitter and join the WDW Radio page over on Facebook. Now, quick minute on that, because I'm sorry that I have to say that I've reached my personal friend limit on my Facebook page, on my Lou Mangiello personal, my personal friend page, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do. And this is not my choice or my doing, but Facebook has a limitation of 5,000 friends, and I'm trying to figure out now what to do. I certainly don't want to, nor will I unfriend anybody so I can add another friend. So whether you are a friend over on Facebook or you're just awaiting a friend reply, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor and head on over to the WDW Radio page over there on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash WDW Radio. I'm kind of going to try and direct all the conversations and the posts go there going forward. I'm going to figure out what to do to address this as soon as possible. And I'm so, so sorry again to anybody that has sent in a friend request. I promise that I am not ignoring you. I'm trying to figure out what to do because Facebook does uh, does, does have that 5,000 friend limit. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to email me and help me sort of figure out what to do here. Um, what else? I am still working on a lot of new things and projects that I hope to announce uh, some of them very, very soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. Please stay tuned. There are lots of exciting things planned going on for 2010 and beyond. Speaking of beyond, don't forget, we are now just over a year. We're a year and two weeks away from the WDW Radio cruise aboard the Disney Dream on February 27th, 2011. We have so many people already coming. Please think about coming, joining us on board for what's going to be such a fun, such an amazing four-night cruise to Nassau and Castaway Key. Beyond just being on the all-new Disney Dream, you know that we'll always have plenty of surprises and special events on board, which are only available to those book as part of the group. We're also working working on possible pre- and post-cruise rooms and events in Walt Disney World. Cabin categories are starting to sell out, so if you're thinking about it, head on over to www.radiocruise.com. There you'll find more information. You can get a free, no-obligation quote request form. There's photos, there's videos, there's links to the forums where people who are coming or thinking about coming are talking about it, they're asking questions. You can also go back, listen to show 143, where we talk about the new Disney Dream and the cruise specifically in much, much greater detail. Don't forget that if you have a question you want answered on the air, and I promise I'm going to get to your questions in the next week or two, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. You can call in, leave a question, a comment, even just a hello from the parks. Always love hearing from you. And if you want to discuss anything you hear on the show or anything Disney, remember, Head on over to the forums over at WDWRadio.com or over on Facebook. Both have specific discussions about the show as well as all things Disney. While you're at the site at WDWRadio.com, don't forget to visit the shop. There you can purchase signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio guides to Walt Disney World, and more. 
and be sure and sign up for our free email newsletter. We launched it earlier this month. It's filled with information, articles, links. We're going to also have some exclusive offers, lots more. Again, the first one out went out last week. You can look for another one coming very, very soon. Celebrations Magazine, issue 9, if you're a subscriber, should be in your mailbox. We're already working hard on issue 10. So if you want to subscribe, order back issues, or contribute, you can visit celebrationspress.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel, that are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. You can visit mousefantravel.com. All-Star Vacation Home has more than 150 private homes within five miles of Walt Disney World. You can find out more over at allstarvacationhomes.com. And if you're thinking about buying or selling the the Disney Vacation Club, think about doing it through resale. And go visit Chantel and her team over at dvcbyresale.com. Many of you have also been asking me about when the next WDW Radio Live is going to be. That's going to be a live video broadcast and interactive chat. I'll be broadcasting audio and video. You can come into the text chat room, ask questions, talk to me and other listeners. I promise the next one will be soon. Again, things have been a little hectic over here on the personal side, but stay tuned to Twitter and Facebook for the uh, for the best up way to get updates as to when the next WDW Radio Live is going to be. As always, my friends... I want to say thank you, but if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Come by, review the show on iTunes. And if you're on Twitter and you're listening to the show now, go out, post a tweet. Let people know that you're listening to and hopefully enjoying the WDW radio show. And of course, thank you as always, this week more than ever, for taking the time and for tuning in and for everything you have done for me and my family in the past couple of weeks or months. And now, more than ever, it is so important to take that first step towards following your dream and to always, always keep moving forward. Thank you, my friends. I love all you guys. Have a great week. See ya. from Ottawa with her husband Bob. Hey Lou. <laughs> we're from, uh, we're actually, we just got back from uh, walking on Pooh. It's President's Day weekend and we waited long enough so that we could just walk on Pooh. And we're really looking forward to going to uh, our Disney Studio Archives here tomorrow, D23 tour. And we're pretty excited about that. A little bit jet lagged, but we're still surviving and hanging in there. <laughs> you have a good weekend and happy Valentine's Day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hey, Lou, this is David from Richmond, Virginia, facing and stiff on the forum. Uh, down here at Walt Disney World for a pharmacy conference today at Port Orleans Riverside and went over last night to the boardwalk to have dinner at Cuisina, which um, is a great restaurant, highly recommended to everybody, great food, great flavors. And at, right after we got to the restaurant and checked in at the podium, uh, we were just about to walk away from the podium, went out from the um, dining area, walked Mr. Joe Rohde a couple of other people, um, started poking my wife in the side and telling her, hey, it's Joe Rody, it's Joe Rody. She didn't really care, didn't know who that was, but for us Disney geeks, it was uh, quite a little sighting. Um, I stopped him and asked him if I could get my picture taken with him. He graciously said yes, and um, 
So that's quite a little memento I got for myself. I still on a Joe Rody high this morning, even the next morning. So thought I'd share that with you. Uh, thanks for all you do, Lou. Um, keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Bye. Lou, Joe from Villanova, a.k.a. Joe from Audubon. How you doing? Uh, we were supposed to be coming down the week of February um, 7th, the Super Bowl Sunday. We were supposed to be down there. And um, our flight got canceled um, out of the, the Philadelphia area. We got about, we had two feet of snow um, the 6th, and then we got two feet of snow um, also on the 10th. <laughs> so um, everyone who's down at Disney now enjoying the weather, um, we're jealous because uh, we really would have liked to have gone down. In fact, I would have seen Drew Brees because I found out that he was at Magic Kingdom um, on the 7th. I mean, on the 7th, actually, he was there on the 8th. And uh, I didn't even realize he was going to definitely be going down. I guess it all depended on who won, and they won, and he was there. And I missed. we missed out on that. But uh, um we did luck out and uh, got our, our uh, airfare back because both our flight down and our flight back has been canceled. We were going to come back on Friday, and that was also canceled with the weather. So just uh, wanted to call and say, hey, you know, Disney is fabulous, especially when there's two to three feet of snow on the ground outside your house, and you've been shoveling for about, it feels like forever, and uh, the snow's coming down sideways, and there's nothing better than uh, thinking about Disney. We really are a little bummed out we didn't get to come down. We had uh, reservations for Wilderness Lodge. And uh, we look forward, though, to our next trip, uh, getting down there hopefully uh, soon. But I just wanted to drop a note and let you know that, uh, hey, uh, your old stomping grounds out uh, in the Philadelphia area is now buried in three feet or four feet of snow. Uh, good talking to you, Lucia. Hey, everybody, it's Josh. Um... I know I haven't called in for the past couple of weeks, and uh, but uh, <clears throat> school is back in session, and uh, I've been getting uh, kind of caught up in homework and everything because uh, I'm heading off to the high school next year. So, uh, but uh, over the summer, that's that's my streak. That's where I go um, for all the calls. So, um, I wanted to say that I was listening to the January 31st show today, and uh, at the end there was a little woman that called in and said that her husband had got her tickets for them to go to the Walt Disney Studios and the archive tour, and I think that that's incredible, and I'd love to go there, and I'm actually going to make a to-do list for what I need to do, so um, I think that that will be a whole lot of fun, and I wanted to say thank you for uh, for saying that I'm one of your favorite parts of the show. That really meant a lot to me, and um, also, another thing, this is Disney-related, but uh. For anybody that's in the Michigan area, around Novi, there is the Motor City Comic Con coming May 14th to the 16th. And there is going to be, um, well, one of my favorite guests is going to be uh, Charles Fleischer. He does the voice of Roger Rabbit and uh, Benny the Cab in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and a bunch of the other Roger Rabbit-related stuff. So I'm... Um, He's going to be there, and I don't know how to say her last name, but Tia Career, or Career or something, but she did the voice of Nani and Lilo and Stitch and uh, a couple other cool people like Todd Bridges from Different Strokes and uh, Adam West 
Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. So you guys go ahead and stop by. I know I'm going to be there one of the days, uh, get some autographs. So um, everybody, uh, I hope you have a good week. Um, remember, stay safe for all the areas with snow. And uh, remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. See ya. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Um, hey, I wanted to tell you a little story real quick about myself. This is Randy from Shawnee, Kansas. You know, um, last Saturday it is, well, actually it's the 12th now, so Friday. So last Sunday I woke up in the morning, um, chilled all through my body. My leg was just throbbing, my left leg. Went to the hospital, ER, because it wouldn't stop. And I had an infection in my leg. I've been in the hospital ever since. I'm sitting in the hospital as we speak right now. Um, the best thing about the entire hospital experience is that on Monday or Tuesday in my mailbox, lo and behold, the Celebration magazine came. Um, I bought the, I became a new subscriber and I bought that bundle you had for like, you know, the bundle of all the past issues. I just want to thank you. That's gotten me through so many hard nights, so many terrible nights. Looks like I'm going to be released today, but um, I have to be sent to a rehab center because this wound is just really bad. They have no idea what caused it. They have no idea how it happened. So for you listeners out there, take care of yourselves. Because there's nothing I would rather be right now than just out actually at work doing my job. Um, I got to get better because I got to get hit Disneyland, Disney World soon. Either one of them doesn't matter to me. Uh, Lou, take care of yourself. Um, everybody, uh, give me happy wishes. Pray for me. Um, this is Randy from Shawnee. Have a magical day. I'm out. Thanks, Liz.